Hey, Dan, you want to start a podcast? Um, okay. Whoa! Uh, I, oh, oh, whoa! Whoa! Uh, what the heck? I think it worked, Dan. I think we're a hundred episodes in the past. Oh, who are you? You look just like me. That's right, past Jessica. We are you from a hundred episodes in your future. Wow, look at me. I'm so much bigger. Don't worry about that right now. We gotta talk about the future of your podcast. Oh, why? Does does it turn out nobody listens to us? Is it not good? No, it's Danny. Something's gotta be done about Danny. He's a bit much. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod, episode 100. Yay, I don't have any noisemakers on the table. <laughs> oh, there you go. Woo! 100 episodes. Shaking um, some mints. April's excited. <laughs> April heard something that sounded like food shaking, so she's like, yes. So, yes, this week um, we decided for our 100th episode to go back in time. <laughs> And discuss do, 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 do. <laughs> and discuss Hello McFly again. So hello again, McFly. So the basic premise of this episode is that, you know, we're going to kind of redo the episode. We did not go back and re-listen to that first episode. So if you may be a new listener or you would have, you know, just listened to the first episode, well, I'm sure we're going to repeat things. <laughs> Because what I did and what Jessica pretty much did is we went and we took our notes in the normal format as if we have never done this song. Then we're going to do the episode. And then we're going to listen to a little bit of the original episode. <laughs> Plus, I did go back and then look at my old notes from my first from the first episode. And it's funny, on YouTube, I was like, I don't think I found any of this stuff before. This is great. <laughs> and then I looked at my old notes. And I'm like, oh, no, I found it. I just don't know if we talked about it. Because a lot has changed over 100 episodes, uh, more specifically in context of how we think about Reliant K and things like that. Like, we have a lot more new context for the history of the band and, you know, different themes that they've been on and different sounds that they've created. You know that sound you're looking for? (laughs) So, yeah, I thought it would be good to go back. And this is something that we'll do post episode 100 we'll occasionally redo older episodes that we feel like didn't get the full shake or are maybe missing some thematic context that we have for Reliant K now like this song this is the first bad friend Tyson song and it's Mm -hmm. uh, it's the first song off the first album is a bad friend Tyson song this first song is going to be like the basis for like every other song exactly that's (laughs) one of the first things I thought of and maybe in the first episode we figured out, like, oh, this is a theme he definitely sings about once in a while, but I don't think we'd created the concept of Bad Friend Decent yeah. songs yet. So before we get to that, what better way to go back in time than to listen to our oldest voicemails? Let's just clean house. Let's just go through. Now, you don't mean go back and listen to voicemails, like our first ever oh, voicemails no. that we got. You mean the voicemails oh, that's we a good have idea yet too. to listen to. Yeah, li- listen to voicemails from March 18th from Adam Goff. Here's one. Hey there, this is Adam Goff. Been a long-time listener. And like, I was like, long-time listener. I was like, yeah, we know you. 
about the album Five Score and Seven Years Ago, so play this whenever you want, you know, wherever it's appropriate on the song. But I've always heard this album. Well, something's happening to Adam's voicemail. I wish I'd realized this four months ago. <laughs> it's it's fading out. Oh, no. Something's <laughs> got to be done. <laughs> so he's going to talk about Five Score, which is funny that he's here, you know, saying he's it's... disappearing at Sea Rock City. <laughs> it's funny that he's saying uh, he sees Five Score as, an, as a s- story album because it's not out yet as of the time we talk about this, but... I've, I'm going to be on the Reliable J podcast, and one of you know we talk about Bird and the B sides. We talk a little bit of a collapsible lung and stuff, and I talk about how like nobody assumes that Five Score and Mm-hmm are story albums, but lots of people assume that Collapsible Lung and Air for Free are like stories. Well, here's Adam Goff saying that he thinks Five Score is a s- story album. So let's see if we can actually hear the rest of what he's saying. As a story album, I don't hear. People we were talking about maybe did and I missed that episode. So I, I'm an imperfect person, but I hear it as a love story album. I know that a lot of the songs you now can be interpreted to be either about the relationship or about God, but I just have a good time listening to this. Imagining two people going through the throes of a relationship, excluding the first time, pleading the fifth. So from come right out and say it, going to I love you. Both of them confessing their love for each other. Or, you know, right, come around and say it. What do you got to say? I got to say, the best thing, you know, the best part of the relationship, they are in the high point, forgiven. Again, is maybe a a low point. It's a, a bit of a hit to the relationship, but they get over it, you know? I mean, yeah, you know what? This is a really good point, and maybe I needed to play this voicemail back during like our uh, Be My Escape episode, but with my whole thing there where, like, you know, yes, it's most people think it's about God, but I really think it was Matt Thiessen's intention to it to be about both, and right. I don't think it needs to be a singular interpretation. Like, it can literally be about both at the same time. That's maybe how, yeah, how the whole Five Score album kind of could be seen that way, and this might be something to dig into in the future. But there are songs on there that are absolutely love songs specifically to a girl, like The Best Thing. And for better or worse, there's... Must uh, have done m- something right. Must have done something right. But I was going to say, for better or worse, Faking My Own Suicide. Like, those are <laughs> right. songs that are not about God. Right. And then a song like Forgiven is probably about God. Just from the title, it makes you think it is. But yeah, it could be that Five Score is maybe more of their most worldly album, not necessarily... Collapsible along. This is definitely something we should think about more yeah. next time we talk about five score. Must have done something right. They're back in that high point. Give them till there's nothing left. Talking about their utter devotion. And then devastation and reform. Again, another low point. Maybe it's the other partner this time who messed up. But then I'm taking you with me. It's finally they're content. You know, this is where I imagine their love story ending. Then they have a kid. He like came in with perfect conspiracy theory voice. <laughs> then they have a kid. Finally. And that kid is in love with the girl and they kinda of eavesdrop on him as he's singing the song Faking My Own Suicide. And they're like, Oh dang, this kid is so stupid, he's messed up. Or he's messing up, you know? He is. He he's got some bad philosophies about this and they crowns come out on us for all I care. You know what? Maybe that's maybe that's also because he's a recording artist. 
and his songs are just bad and short, and they don't know how to tell him. But he does the thing, and it all blows up on him. And so he sings a song, Bite My Tongue. But then you know, he has a heart-to-heart with his parents. He's on the up and up. And then Deathbed's just an awesome ballad to finish it all out. It could tie into this story. You know, it could be the kid. But also, I think it's better if it's just standalone. And that's my interpretation of Fast Grin Seven Years Ago. I've always kind of heard it this way, and I don't hear anyone saying about it. So, please, uh, take that as you will. Bye. Well, that's great. I'm really glad to hear that interpretation. Yeah. Part of me (laughs) wonders if he's joking, because Adam Goff has a good sense of humor. So I'm like, wait, is this serious or not? I'm now questioning it. But I still like that a lot, because with all of our, you know, lungy talk over the last year and a half, like, to actually hear someone say that about Five Score, whether he means it or not. It's refreshing. Yeah, it's refreshing. And it also kind of, yeah, because... Go hear my Reliable J episode. I hope it makes the cut. It was like his longest episode ever. We were recording for over two hours. So we'll see if it actually makes the cut. And if it doesn't, the next time we talk about five score, we'll reference back to this Adam Goff email. So we're, we do have, I realize. Voicemail. Voice. What did I say? Email. Email. It's kind of like an email with audio when you think about it. It's on my phone. It's not like it's. You know, it's not like you're dialing your You'd think we'd code. be better at this after 100 episodes. <laughs> no. Nope. I think it was like episode five where we're like, you know what? We think we might have peaked. This might be as good as, as it's going to get. So here now is Daniel calling uh, just this week about gibberish. Oh, and by the way, very disappointed. Nobody sent in their gibberish challenge videos. <laughs> Nobody sent in their gibberish challenge videos. Although I do have one gibberish video that I missed from last week that we'll talk about in a minute. Here is Daniel calling up about gibberish. Oh, Sorry, long day. Um, <laughs> yeah, just talked about the gibberish, the song. When you said gibberish spelled with a J, I immediately thought jib, like flying jib, like on a ship. And so I thought maybe they could make this into a sea shanty and get really popular on TikTok again for something better than the Mormon lady. I love it. That also ties into the Beach Boys. Got a lot of sailing references there. Good yep. stuff. Yep. Reliant KC shanties. I'm surprised that hasn't been a thing yet. I'm trying. There's picking, picking Reliant <laughs> K or whatever yeah. it's called. Why not? Why not see shanty Reliant K? Lullaby Reliant K. Yeah, all those tribute album things don't really happen anymore in that way. You know what I mean? Like people do covers on YouTube and SoundCloud, but like no. You know, other well, than- I'm going to learn how to play the squeeze box <laughs> and start Sea Shanty Reliant K covers. The first time I saw Reliant K, there was a girl who had a shirt that she made that was like gibberish themed, but like it was all words that she had made up and didn't sound like any of the words that were in the song, um, which kind of bugged me. <laughs> I didn't say anything to her about it. I was some random girl, but... Uh, I feel like that's very typical of me. That's the kind of thing that I would get annoyed about. But speaking of uh, all those words, I actually think the song is really genius. I'm like, I don't want to say it's like necessarily my favorite Matt Season lyrics, but kind of are in a way just because it's like, I don't know, all those words are like not that crazy sounding. Like they all sound like they could be, well, I mean, a few of them, definitely not but like a lot of them sound like they could be 
actual English words. And so when you're talking about, like, what do other people hear English as that, that don't speak English, like, they honestly probably cannot tell a difference between those words and, like, any other Reliant K lyrics or, or any lyrics that are in English. I don't know that for sure, but I, w- I would bet on that, honestly. And I think that's part of the reason why the song actually is kind of easy to memorize is because, like, they're not, like, sounds that are hard to get under your tongue, and he made them rhyme even. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe some people struggle with memorizing the song, I, but maybe a lot of people also haven't listened to it that much. I don't know. When you're talking about speaking in tongue, that also made me think of the song Speaking in Tongues by the Elm, uh, which is really great, and I feel like uh, it kind of goes along with that. Maybe those songs kind of have the same meaning, even if they're pretty different from each other. So, I don't know. <laughs> that was like the best cutoff he ever had, because Google Voice <laughs> cut him off, but it didn't cut him off mid-sentence or mid-word or anything. Likening Matt Teeson to a modern-day William Shakespeare, <laughs> creating new language. And I didn't think of that last week, that all of those nonsense words did rhyme, which isn't hard, but it's still clever in and of itself. Um, and he mentioned the elms there, so that's something you like, the elms, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I have We've like one of their albums, before. yeah. So thanks very much to... Uh, to Daniel for calling up and if it's so easy to memorize the lyrics to gibberish then where's your gibberish challenge video you just make the video with your eyes covered sing the song and then you post it publicly and tag us or you email it to us one or the other so then we have uh, another voicemail from Beatrice and I'm skipping older voicemails from Jarrett and Daniel we'll still get those later Uh, but before we get to this other what (laughs) What can I say? We had we had a couple. This we gotta always keep up on the voicemails. I like to, you know, it's not like we get so many that we can't eventually do all of them. So I don't want to just toss them all aside. Let's see. There was one thing though that I missed. As long as we're talking about gibberish, so I completely forgot last week during gibberish because I didn't put it in my notes. But we had been sent a vocal cover essentially from our brand new listener, Lindy. For gibberish, and oh. I completely forgot about it. Oh no! Oh, it's a compilation of different things she's singing, but she sings gibberish at the beginning. So I was like, "Oh, this would have been perfect," and I'm so sorry I forgot. Looks like she's driving, so clearly she knows the words. <laughs> Anyway, where does she live? Because it looks like she's driving on the right Florida. side. Oh, unless it's a flipped it's a flipped video. Yeah, she's driving, so there's no way she's like I know you just said this, I'm just confirming. She's driving, so there's no way she, she She's reading the She's lyrics. reading the lyrics off something. She's got them down. She See, wrote, she sent in the gibberish challenge. Before it go. was a thing. And uh unless she wrote it on her windshield or something. Like <laughs> Like, remember the movie Pixels? Such a bad movie. He writes the Pac-Man cheat code on the inside of his glasses. I'm like, there's no Pac-Man cheat code. This makes no sense. And how does that affect your ability to magically zip around in real life? You're still beholden to the laws of physics. Whatever. Anyway. The movie was written by a person who's never played an arcade game. <laughs> exactly. So we have two more voicemails, and then we're going to go back in time. So this is 
Beatrice is calling up, and here we go. Hello, Dan and Jess. It's Beatrice. Long time, no, not no see, because this is a podcast. <laughs> Long time since I've called. Just wanted to say hey, and also, I just wanted to say two things. One about, I don't know who said this. I don't know who called and said this, but someone called, and they said that in the Lionel song, they thought that it said, like, Marvin me and the twins or something like that. And they called in to say, like, is, does anyone else, like, hear the same thing? I honestly do hear that, and I've always thought it was that. So, yeah, I just want to give confirmation to whoever that person was that, yes, you're not alone on that. I hear it, too. And also, when y'all were talking about, like, uh, Simlish covers and stuff, and y'all got to Pressure by Paramore, just wanted to plug that album a bit, even though it's, like, hella old, um, <laughs> and just say that All We Know Is Falling, well, it's not called All, no, it's called All We Know Is Falling, yeah. All We Know Is Falling is a great album, and I highly suggest y'all listen to it, because there's, like, no skip tracks, at least for me. So, yeah, y'all should check it out. And I think that's it. Yeah. Bye. Also, happy 100th episode. Okay, now bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I guess it makes sense, you know. Uh, only you, one of you called up to wish us a happy 100th episode? N- only one regular caller did. Oh, okay. But thank you very much, Beatrice. We got one more voicemail after oh, nice. her. Was there any comments yeah, I think you wanted it was, to make about uh, I think it was Jarrett who called up. I could be wrong, but I think that's oh, okay. who called up to say the Marvin thing. And yeah, those it's just that those lyrics are so like crammed in there that it's so hard to tell what he's saying. And yeah, I didn't hear Marvin. I can't remember what I thought I heard, but yeah, agreed. Cool. Well, here's the last voicemail we have, and this is from someone who hasn't called up before. Good episodes. Woo. What up, guys? This is John from Magnified Pod. Um, as you know, I haven't always historically been a huge Lion K fan, but I am a huge fan of Danny and Jess and the work you guys do, and I like listening to you. But I will say I took your advice from quite a while ago and listened to Forget and Not Slow Down quite a few times, and uh, you're right. It's a, it's a great album. Uh, lots to enjoy there. And I look forward to you eventually doing an episode on part of it, because that song rules. don't think you've gotten to that one yet. Um, anyway, congrats, guys. I know you've put a ton of work into it. Uh, I hope you're just rolling in the 100-episode uh, party favors that come with such a celebration. As you know, we'll be celebrating ours very soon as well, so let's have a double hundo. Team up? I don't know. That sounds weirdly <laughs> sexual. Uh, it's not meant to be, so happy 100 episodes, and uh, I look forward to uh, launching Cinema Cataclysm with you guys. Eventually as well. Don't tell Andrew. Okay, bye. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. So thank you, John. Yeah. So Magnified Pod's hundredth episode is also like two weeks off of ours. Nice. Because they've been around longer than us, but they take breaks in between seasons and stuff. So they've and we have only. I said like I was talking to them, and I was like, "Yeah, we only have only taken two weeks off." And John was like, "You only taken two weeks off?" He's like, "Well, you do live <laughs> together, so that's slightly different." <laughs> yeah. And we had a double episode week one time, which was the episode that we did with them. We did our regular episode and their crossover episode. So, so yeah. we've already done a double hundo team up. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> no, but anyway, yeah, we'll definitely. 
I don't. Okay. I didn't know what okay, that meant. Dan. I didn't know what that meant exactly. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about time travel in a second, so my mind's kind of like already reeling. So I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> How could it be double hundo then if it's Because now? they're at 100 and we're at 100. And he's like, we got to team up because we both are hitting 100 at the same right. time. It's kind of like Bilbo and Frodo, how they had their birthday parties together every year. Sure. Did you remember that? I don't know if they really yes. make it clear it's in the movies. It's not very clear in the movies. But in the yeah. books, they make it really clear that their birthdays are like either on the same day or like just a couple days apart. So they always have a giant birthday party for both of them. And then it's at that birthday party that Bilbo announces he's leaving the Shire forever. And he puts on the ring and makes a big scene. And then, you know, Gandalf figure thing, figures things out. And Now, blah, what blah, is blah. the Hobbit Zodiac? Because I guess you could really make, <laughs> make an argument for the Zodiac being a thing. Because they both love adventure. Are they both Sagittariuses? I'm a Sagittarius and I love adventure. And I think that's like a staple of that particular sign. So, But there must be other Hobbits that were born in the same month. Whatever Middle Earth's annual calendar well maybe they left the shire too and we just don't get to hear about them <laughs> so well um anyway thank you very much to john <laughs> for calling up <laughs> and wishing us a hundred happy hundred episodes and happy hundred episodes to them as well um we i still have Two, three halves of episodes unlistened to for their Ace Troubleshooter discussion. Right. Because we still have not done. Because then, because Jessica had a lot of, you know, all the, all the, um, dust mite stuff happened around the time we were going to do that. And then my ear surgery, her ear surgery and all this stuff. So it's like, I can't listen to their episodes until we've done our Ace Troubleshooter episode. Because otherwise our Ace Troubleshooter episode will just be, me parroting back. All right, we're committing to it. <laughs> Patrons, you're getting the Ace Troubleshooter episode the, this weekend. There you go. We're committing. So thanks to everyone who called. It's like the it's one of the earliest like Patreon Patreon things we decided we were going to do and just have not recorded it <laughs> right. for a year. Or so like because originally I wanted it to be our first when we did the Owl City episode. I wanted to do the Ace Troubleshooter episode, but everybody voted for for Owl City, so we did Owl City. And we were the, like the weekend that we originally were supposed to do the Ace Troubleshooter episode. I sat and all afternoon I listened to, to their entire <laughs> discography, which I didn't even play. <laughs> to do i just thought we were going to talk about the first album. i'm a professional damn it or the first tooth and nail album well you are a professional and that professionalism has gotten you to 100 episodes so we want to remind everybody if you didn't hear our friend Bo, who is oh, now on twitter Lord. by the way oh, everyone all these people who stopped by the show like mgk and santa claus <laughs> You know, none of them have Twitter accounts. MGK doesn't have a Twitter account. There, I'm sure there's no Santa Twitter accounts. But now Bo, our friend Bo, who tried to sell Jessica a dirty tambourine a couple weeks ago, he's got his own Twitter account. And uh, he followed Brady right away. And Brady's like, who is this? And and Bo is like, uh, I'm just a guy trying to make some money. I see you like video games. Do you want to buy a CD wallet full of PS2 games? And then Brady <laughs> blocks him. <laughs> And now, how do you know this? Are you still <laughs> hanging out with Beauregard? Because I asked you not to. I'm not, I don't like him hanging around, Danny. Beau's at home right now. He lives all the way out in Upland, California. He just <sighs> comes out to Los Angeles to to chase some, uh, you know, 
some some dollars sometimes. I was gonna say chase what? Chase, chase what exactly? He chases the almighty dollar. He like he buys and sells things. He's an entrepreneur. I see. So, but when I met Bo, when I met Bo, I was like, this is a character, and you know, we're all characters. This is a character I can really get behind. <laughs> <laughs> so I created a Twitter account for him. I mean, he created a Twitter account for himself. <laughs> This is how I know you're not Q, because you would have given it away so long ago. <laughs> so, anyway, as he mentioned in a, in a small episode in between this one and the last one, we are doing two episode 100 live streams. So by the time you hear this tomorrow on Thursday, if you heard it in time, <laughs> Thursday, June the 10th at 7 o'clock Pacific Time, we're doing, we're just going to hop on Instagram live and anyone who clicks join video, request to join video, will accept their request so we can meet them. So anyone who has been leaving voicemails or people who might just be listening in the shadows who have never really contacted us, you can call up and we can meet you and say hello and stuff. And yeah, we have a few other little things planned and we're like, if people don't show up, that's fine because we got other little things planned. But even if we don't, we're not expecting to necessarily full the, fill the full hour Instagram yeah. Live has an hour cap. But come talk to us. It's That's going to be 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Yep. On Instagram Live, on yep. our Instagram. 9 p.m. Central. Uh, Not sure what time in London. <laughs> It'll be Friday for Australians. And so then the other thing to know is on Saturday, the 12th of June... We're gonna go. We're gonna try Twitch for the first time, and that's gonna be at 4 p.m. Pacific, and that's 7 p.m. Eastern time. Don't worry about the rest of the world. <laughs> and we're gonna watch all of the where the Buffalo and Cell Phone Roam exciting web stuff. series, which was a eight episode documentary goof around series that the band Relan K, who we talk about, made back during Two Lefts era. And then we're going to probably click a couple of random YouTube videos that we've watched throughout the last year and a half and, like, actually have people be able to visually see them while we reminisce on them. Like, I'm definitely playing the Boomerang animated video. That's oh, yeah. my favorite video that we probably have ever found. The Transformer shipping video. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll watch that. <laughs> and Twitch is going to be an experiment for us because I'm trying to figure out as much as I can about it by Saturday. But I'm sure it won't look like a fancy Twitch stream. I'm kind right. of doing the best I can. We're not streamers. We're just yeah. learning how to do this. So then, bear with us. And we will have that available afterwards. So if yeah, you can't we're, catch we're it live, it. we'll archive it and you can go see and it And once again we later. have our Twitch and our OBS account uh, you know, program all set up, it'll help us to be able to make more Patreon content. Because we're going to do things like the c-spot rock documentary we want to do as a patreon you know uh secret youtube video and stuff like that and we can do other public streams in the future or just record streams and post them later whether they're patreon or public or whatever but anyway that's thursday for instagram live 7 p.m pacific and twitch now i'm getting i'm getting ideas i have this Christian Youth Scare Tactic compilation oh, yeah. VHS set from Something Weird Video. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, ooh, that's that's gonna be a patron, Patreon exclusive. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Or maybe it's not gonna be fun. I've been af- I've owned it for like two years and I've been afraid to watch it. So right. we'd have to digitize it 
to for us to easily watch it. Yeah. On stream, I'm sure there's ways to put our v- VHS directly into the computer, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> so one more time, Thursday, 7 p.m. Instagram Live. Saturday, 4 p.m. Pacific, Twitch. And we'll see you there. <laughs> or we won't. We'll be the only ones there. Yep. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Whatever. <laughs> but it's all recorded, so it's all be fine. So, yeah, today we're talking about, we're talking once again about Hello McFly. And um, Danny's looking at his most recent <laughs> MXPX meme he made. It's the cover of Rumors by Fleetwood, <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Mac, but it's the Poconatra Punk. <laughs> All right, so hello, McFly. This is such a fucking mom song. You know, actions <laughs> speak louder than words. Like, that's such a mom thing. It is. It is. But it's true. It is true. But still, that's like, that's definitely a thing that, like, my mom would say to me a lot as a kid. Like, she'd be like, you know, actions speak louder than words, Jessica. You're like, yes, ma'am. But it's also classically as. You know, we didn't realize at the time, it's still classic Relying K lyrics. It is, yeah. Like so many other songs they have are about actions speaking louder than words, right? The Bad Frentisan songs. Yeah. And, um, like, so it's funny that this is such, yes, a, like, Christian mom simple lesson to basically have your first album to the wider world, not counting the... All work and no play, you know, not counting that, to have your first CD on the shelf at Christian bookstores in 2000 and the first words are about how actions speak louder than words. Right. It's such a classic Christian thing to say. And while there is like biblical uh, stuff to back that up, it's not in and of itself a Christian concept. You know what I mean? Like the golden rule, like that's popularized as being in the Bible, but it's also something that people still say even in a secular context. Treat others like you would treat yourself. Like, same thing, actions speak louder than words. Everybody says that. Like, it doesn't matter what you say, we've got to see you actually do it, right? So, simple Christian lesson, something your Christian mom says. (laughs) Bad friend Tyson. Bad friend Tyson. Wordplay. Wordplay. References. Pop culture references. This is... Classic Reliant K, just right out the gate. This is like, yeah, it's really... They made a mission statement. One thing I will say, though, having now talked about 99 other Reliant K songs... I thought you were going to say Red Balloons. Having talked about 99 other Red Balloons, I didn't think about like whether or not this is significant or not. It certainly isn't. It's just how the song goes. But the first thing we ever hear on a national level from Reliant K is this. That like bass line. That bass line. And you don't really think of them as a bass heavy band. Nope. There aren't a lot of other bass leads in Relying no. K. Now, you know what? All Work and No Play also had some good bass stuff as well. There were some more prominent bass lines in All Work and No Play as well. Some right. of the demo stuff. So that's interesting that like they started off with that kind of vibe and then immediately went away from it. Yeah. It's also funny because this definitely has that like Fat Records skate punk sound to it. Whether or not the song as a whole 
has that sound, which I think it kind of does and kind of doesn't. It kind of does and kind of doesn't sound like NoFX-inspired pop punk, right? But that opening bass absolutely does. Like, get your knee pads on, get out into the half pipe, (laughs) and skate it up. (laughs) And especially since we listened to more All Work and No Play, where we realized how much more skate punk that album is very specifically in that very angus soundtrack era version of skate punk which is what i've you know referred to it as it's like before every before you know blink 182 really was a catalyst no pun intended because of their famous album catalyst (laughs) that's a joke do you even get it do they newfound glory has an album called Catalyst. oh oh, gotcha you didn't get it so I really think like Blink-182 in two ways like basically sh- shifted the paradigm of, of pop-punk. Like pop-punk was a very more s- slightly sloppy, even on the radio, even on records, it was a slightly more sloppy thing like All Work and No Play, that could almost fit in some pop-punk radio play in the mid-90s, right? But then Blink-182 does something that kind of shifts that and it kind of makes... And then suddenly from Blink-182, you have My Chemical Romance and you have Good Charlotte where everything has to be this certain kind of polished. And then, as I talked about previously, recently, then the self-titled album comes out or the untitled album or the self-untitled album comes out and that also shifts, like, the kind of expression that the kind of, like, pseudo... uh, post-hardcore like extra guitar expression you can put into pop punk so this is pop punk danny uh, what what? are we drinking this (laughs) afternoon hold on i'll tell you in one second (laughs) (laughs) the self-titled album is definitely a step up production wise from all work and no play but all work and no play is so much more skate punk right and they take a little bit of that out of the self-titled album but you can still hear it in this opening for Hello McFly. So it's interesting how at this stage in their career, they were like, yeah, we're kind of, we're going to kind of be a pop punk skate punk band with also some worship elements and some ministry elements and some like Beach Boys type stuff. Yeah, they just wanted to do them. I respect it. Exactly. Now, what coffee are we drinking? We're drinking... Oakland Roasters, the Green Day coffee. Yes, the father of all dark roasts <laughs> is what this one's called. It's good stuff. They're very sustainable. They actually created the first uh, compostable K-Cups. Right. So that's really awesome. That's like the kind of their biggest Relying claim to K-cups. fame. Relying K-Cups. <laughs> and that's pretty cool. And their, their bags are biodegradable and it's good stuff. So Jessica's been on a big sustainability yeah. mission yeah. recently. Like she's replacing all of the waste in our house with... We're trying to go low waste. Sustainable stuff. Yeah. And then we she was like... don't have a like, place to compost, which I'm really bummed about. But there are like kitchen composters that I want to... I'm definitely going to be trying out out soon so so then she found out that oakland coffee is like the most they're pun, up there pun intended you, you find out when you go to their website but it's the greenest coffee company in the world or like one of the top they're one of the top five. yeah and i was like you know that's the company owned by green day and she's like no i didn't know that and because yeah. i'd seen targeted ads from them all the time and i was interested in it and then we got it and it's actually really really good it is like i would so jessica doesn't even like dark roast but their dark roast like tastes like it tastes like 
what coffee flavored things taste like good coffee flavored <laughs> things taste like like i'd imagine this is the type of coffee that they would put in coffee ice cream or coffee candies you know what i mean but there's no sugar in it because it's just coffee so if you like really good dark flavorful nice coffee like this is almost like it's a dark roast but it's a coffee you could give we're not paid by them by the way <laughs> yeah no not sponsored <laughs> not sponsored you could like give this to someone if you'd who like to sponsor us coffee, screen yeah. day <laughs> our Reliant K podcast <laughs> where we sometimes talk about sustainability. Right. Yeah, because coffee is like really bad for the planet. Like a lot of coffee stuff is ruining the rainforest and things like that. Anyways, you can look it up on your own time if you want to, but yeah. So yeah, Green Day putting it bring it back to the song. Green Day is a band where they, you know, were the 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 forebearers of punk rock happening on the radio in the 90s like you could make an argument that other bands like Pearl Jam and Nirvana have punk elements but those aren't really punk bands in the sense that like the zeitgeist the world at large understands punk rock music to be punk rock is really like so many different things but Green Day is the first band to really pop up on the radio and bring that sound to the world on the radio in a big way I think that's the kind of world in which all work and no play and then the self-titled are created. But then I think by the... And Blink-182 definitely exists in 2000, of course. But I don't think that Blink-182 has made the full paradigm shift for like what people expect from their radio punk yet in the year 2000. I think we're still in that little Venn diagram where it can sound a little rougher, a little more raw and aggressive like Green Day. Green Day's not the most aggressive punk rock band on the radio but i they're not the most aggressive punk rock band but i do believe that green day is the most aggressive pop pop rock band on the radio at the time they're more aggressive than a blink 182 and tying it back around green day was like my introduction into punk music because i bought the insomniac album because i had a friend who was like really into like Green Day and Weezer and all those sort of whatever rock band was sort of on the radio at the time and she sort of introduced me to that and I went out and I got Insomniac and I like played the heck out of that CD and then I got International Super Hits and some other albums from there and that sort of like learning to love that sound definitely led me to when I heard Reliant K playing on the bus (laughs) on the way back from a ski trip I was like ooh I like this what is this yeah so I really feel like this sound has a little bit more in common with a Green Day than a Blink-182 of the time. And I say this in the context that we've learned in the last year of really digging into the self-titled and digging into All Work and No Play, that I think when when Reliant K was first starting out, they Matt Thiessen has always had his own voice as a songwriter. But I really kind of feel now in hindsight that Reliant K hadn't really developed their identity fully as their own band when it comes to the sound and the production and even necessarily their ministry work early on in the band, right? Like, I feel like they were kind of copying the supertone style ministry approach to playing at festivals and having, if not altar calls, then, you know... I was going to say, did they have a, did they, lessons. did early Reliant K have a, have a thing where they stopped in the middle to have a whole worship, worship set? set? They didn't, but Thank I goodness. think for sure they did have a moment where they slowed things down to get real about Jesus. You know what I mean? Sure. So I think Reliant K from a, from, at this point, 
in in Hello McFly. I think at this point in their career, they are like doing what other bands do, trying to find their feet and their identity as a band. And so Hello McFly is kind of the centerpiece of it for me because it's still got that sort of like skate punk aggression of the demo, but it doesn't have that like false <laughs> English accent that he had on the demo. <laughs> But it also has the simple you Christian know value I think lesson. That's, I think he does that. That's a little Green Day-ish because right. you would not guess that they were from the Bay Area per se. Like Billy Joe puts a little, he puts a little something on those, Yeah, on it was always vocals. a joke of the, of the fact that Billy Joe Armstrong had that pseudo English accent, especially yeah. in the 90s people made fun of that. I remember David Spade making fun of that on... <laughs> One of his, like, because David Spade on SNL used to do those, like, Hollywood Minute reports on Weekend Update. Yeah. He would basically make fun of the style of, of Entertainment Tonight. And he said, like, how much he, one time he said I, how much he hated Green Day or whatever, how unimpressed he was with Green Day. And I was super offended because I saw this, like, when it was new. And I'm like, what the? And everybody's like, he's like, they're fake British accent. And I'm like, well, you got that one. <laughs> Another thing, I so the bass, that's amazing that that's their first sound out of the gate is for, to hear this for Reliant K, and there's so few other bass-heavy songs. But then the rest of the song just sounds like classic Reliant K. Yeah. And this is definitely, you know, when they have that better sound on the second album, like they took a huge step up. They basically, I think I compared this at some other point, but like, that jump that MXPX makes Poconaccia and Teenage Politics, which are which are both rough around the edges, and then they just take a giant leap up, like a ladder with no missing rung. They just take a giant leap up to the top production-wise with Life in General. I think Reliant K did the same thing between the self-titled and Anatomy of Tongue-in-Cheek. Now, no matter what you think of the songs on there, or if you care about that era of Reliant K or not, the production between self-titled and Anatomy... Anatomy is basically production-wise equivalent to Life in General right off the bat. And Anatomy isn't a quintessential album to them necessarily, like Life in General is for MXPX. But they just they're they're working off of the backs of giants or whatever. Like they've already gotten to that point immediately with the production of Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek. I mean, I would say that's debatable. I think for a lot of Reliant K fans, Anatomy is like like their like really beloved go-to Reliant K album. Yeah. I mean, especially because it has Sadie Hawkins' dance on it. Yeah. Which could have been episode 100, but I decided that we would we would still save that for later on. And then one other thing I thought about with this album, especially revisiting this song, was um, Steven's drumming. Like, we definitely don't give Steven enough credit. <laughs> Jessica's got her bass ready. So... We haven't talked about Steven as a drummer enough yet because uh, we don't know what to say. We don't know a lot about him. But if we can try to learn a little bit more about him, the drumming in Hello McFly is amazing. It's just, it feels so classic. And there are some real simple fills. But I'm like, some of those fills are like so intrinsically entwined into my soul. Like I know right when it's like all those, like those little things, those little things that are thrown in there. And I don't know how much of it is Steven or not, but... He's playing it amazingly, and it's too bad he's not in. The, he left the band so quickly. I would have liked. We love Dave, but I'm curious what else, or if there were other demos for later songs that would have had Stevens drumming, so we could compare directly. Yeah, I'm curious. What, what about I, Todd? Todd doesn't get any love. <laughs> I know. 
Ta- hey, he's on our new t-shirt at tpublic.com slash user slash Sadie Hawkins pod. You can get a Todd ampersand shirt. So Jessica's got her bass guitar ready because she wants to do something special for episode well, 100. Well, I, w- I was going to learn this ahead of time. That didn't that didn't happen. I still am like, with my ear, I, I, there's a certain amount of time where I can only lift so much. So Danny had to go lift my bass <laughs> to bring it to me. And I haven't played in so long. So like my nails are really long right now. And it's very <laughs> difficult to play. But it's a very simple, uh, it's a very simple intro. But... Also, super out of tune. Have not tuned this in so long. You get it? I got it. I heard it. I heard that better than the time you tried to play Chick Magnet for me. Fuck you. (laughs) I figured Danny brought his ukulele on and and (laughs) acted like a goober and embarrassed himself. So I'd I'd bring my bass on and embarrass myself for episode 100. Well, we are listening to bass covers this week for sure. We, I don't, I really don't think you listened to them episode one. So I have some bass covers that we are for sure listening to after the break. I mean, yeah, it's pretty simple, but it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, but I can't even play it after just trying it once. So (laughs) (laughs) one, two, three, four, five. So it's like eight notes. One, dun, 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 dun. I mean, I don't know. I don't know in terms of like half notes and this and that. I don't know. But it just, to me, it sounds like dun, 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 dun. So that's like eight. Basically, you could pull it off by hitting eight notes. Also, I'm going off of, this is from ultimateguitartabs.com. 100 episodes and we still don't know music stuff that much better. Uh, This has a four out of five rating from 11 uh, votes. This is tabbed by Bobby. So thanks, Bobby. Thank you so much, Bobby. Let's get him on the pod. <laughs> oh, is it Bobby Moon? <laughs> Who produced the first two MXPX albums? Oh, the oh no, Bobby Moon. I always get Bob. Wait, now I'm confused. That's right. No, I've definitely said this. Bobby Moon is the guy on YouTube that we love who does vocal covers of Reliant K. But then there is a Bob Moon who produced the first two MXPX albums. The last thing I'll say about going back to this song and listening to more self-titled this week, I listened to a little bit more of it, is I've really developed this feeling that um, when Reliant K started out and from Collapsible Long and on, they were a little bit more free in terms of like possibly what constituted a Reliant K song, right? There's a lot more experimentation with sounds and instrumentation and not really genre so much on this album but there's a lot more that that's here as a Reliant K song between like the worship stuff and sort of the pop rock stuff the acoustic guitars and the sort of different sounds that they attempted on this first album has more in common to me with like an air for free where there's a lot more different kind of instrumentation a lot more creative expression musically expressed on air for free then and here on the self-titled album but then by the time of anatomy through you know five score the idea of what a reliant case sound was became a lot more concise and there was this like thinner line that reliant cake kind of had to stand on as far as like what counts as a reliant case song and obviously there are exceptions to that rule like with bird and the b-sides 
And, you know, basically I feel like between Anatomy and Five Score, a Reliant K song is either kind of like a worship song, but not in like the big hill song sense of it, but like just in a, like a personal expression, like a simple almost campfire song that's elevated a little bit higher into a pseudo pop punk worship song or a pop punk song. And that's kind of where Reliant K was kind of stuck for a long time. But the self-titled and Air for Free and Technically Collapsible Lung like opened the door. Those had wider doors in terms of like what kind of musical expression Reliant K could pull off and be Reliant K. And it all goes back to this thing that I remember from the Brian and Dave times that Thiessen was much more against the idea in interviews and in stage banter against the idea of labeling themselves as a punk band. Jessica, it's okay. You can see Jessica's like <laughs> gently playing her I bass. I found a you, pick on the table. Yeah. You can go ahead and you can like play music in the background of what I'm saying. But I'll play out. Yeah. So between, you know, all those, you get what I'm saying though? Yeah, I yeah. do. I feel like, you know, I know for a fact that Matt Thiessen was like, we're not a punk band. We're like a pop rock band with some, with, you know, bands like MXPX that have influenced us. But then I think they just got more and more pushed into that pop punk genre that, you know, I'm sure they did gladly because it helped them be successful. And I'm sure they loved recording and playing those songs. But I'm glad that Reliant K more recently has been able to have more forms of expression, even if it's not necessarily as successful like a collapsible lung or um, is sort of 50-50 with fans like Air for Free. So we will take our break and we'll come back with a little bit of a deep dive thing and we'll see what I have on YouTube, what we already haven't discussed in the past. (laughs) And we'll be right back. Jessica, play us out. Wait, wait, I gotta start again. Edit that out. Oh, I'm not editing any of this out. (laughs) Wait, I hit the wrong thing. It's like Brian Pittman standing uh, standing on the other side of the microphone. (laughs) Brian, so glad to have you on the podcast. (laughs) You stick around after our break? We want to thank you very much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. From there, you can interact with us as well as view the videos and images we talk about on the show. You can also call our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. That's 402-957-2343. Leave us a message and we can play it on a future episode. Also, we invite you to check out SadieHawkinsPod.com, one simple place to get links to all our social media and a link to our Tee Public store. There you can pick up merchandise, or merch as it's known in the industry. We have our Black Flag parody shirt, our little sheet boy ice cream shirt, and our all new Boys from Canton ampersand shirts that list the first names of every album lineup of Reliant K. And if you can't get enough of us, well, good news. At patreon.com slash shadyhawkinspod, we are releasing at least two bonus episodes a month. You'll also have access to our whole backlog, including our discussion of Owl City's Ocean Eyes, reading through the complex infrastructure book, and the songs from K is for Karaoke. Finally, we want to thank our current patrons, who include Josh, JR, Jarrett, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Helen, Samantha, Roxanne, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, David, and Brady. 
We hope to see you there, and even if we don't, we hope that you will keep us in positive regard. So where Danny redid his entire deep dive, I did not. I just found a few new things that I don't think we've gone over before. So tying in with this, uh, the theme of Hello McFly, Tom Wilson, who played Biff Tannen in the Back to the Future movies, played with, and we discussed this when we did Sleigh Ride. Um, So he appeared a couple different times with Reliant K, one of which was on The Tonight Show. And I have his personal blog post from Tom Wilson's blog, Love from Wilson World. And here's just his post that he posted December 24th, 2008, from when he appeared with Reliant K on The Tonight Show. What a blast I had on The Tonight Show with the band Reliant K the other night. Replaying this Christmas night... So check it out. They emailed me and invited me to play with them on Jay's show, and it was one of the highlights of my life as a performer. We got to the studio early to rehearse, and it was great to have lunch with a bunch of great guys who are tremendous musicians, and I was thrilled just to be able to keep up with them on the guitar. I'm getting emails from all over asking if that was me playing with Reliant K from confused people who don't really get it. Well, I get it. Reliant K gets it. And a very Merry Christmas to everyone. Nice. Well, I also dug out two Tom Wilson Twitter tweets (laughs) that he sent out. um, I have one of those here, so but I'll let you read them. So his Twitter handle is Tom Wilson USA. He's got a blue check. And on May 27th, 2009, he said, went out to Reliant K last night. Great guys. Fantastic music. Sweat a lot. Can't hear today. Rock and roll. And that's back when, you know, tweets were half the length they are today. So he had to get all that in. Nice. Then in 2012, he says on July 29th, 2012 so we're coming up on the ninth anniversary of this tweet (laughs) sang with Reliant K on stage tonight they rocked it and then I dove into the crowd and knocked out 14 people cold what a night yeah so I found an article on I think it was like indie music or something about a performance that Reliant K did at the Glass House Mm -hmm. which is over in Pomona yeah and he didn't play at that show, but during the mm-hmm, 10 tour, he showed up and played with them at a few different shows. Oh, okay. So the person writing the article said that he had played with Reliant K at two of the other shows he had seen, but not the one at Glass House. Gotcha. So he's definitely, it's it's not just the Leno thing. Like, I, I don't remember how much we figured out after we watched the Leno sleigh ride footage back when we did that song but it definitely goes deeper than that like he's been on stage multiple times with them at regular shows or at least gone to a show here and there so he appears to definitely be a fan i did look if he was on cameo to try to like order a cameo thing from him and you know have him talk about reliant k i wouldn't feel great just tweeting at i mean i could now i also was trying to partially keep this week's episode a secret for up, up until the day before so it's like if i tweet it tom wilson first he's most likely not gonna reply like the chance of him replying is super super slim but uh yeah if i do it from the podcast then that definitely tips some other things so whatever it'd be interesting just to and he's not on cameo he's not on cameo 
He but, should totally be on cameo. But there is, I want, I don't want to mention unless we don't get it, unless they reject the cameo. There is an important Reliant K related oh. celebrity who is on cameo. Let us know if you can figure out who I'm talking about. Is it Katy Perry? <sighs> no. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? Tell me about the stage diving. Tell me about stage diving at Cornerstone. <laughs> Was Dermike a nice person in real life? <laughs> a nice buffalo in real <laughs> life. A nice buffalo. <laughs> then, if this is your thing, I found a recipe for a Sadie Hawkins sling. Okay. Oh, uh, the new official drink of Sadie Hawkins. Oh, it's pod. a drink. I it's was like, drink. I didn't know if it was going to be like some sort of weird little cake or something. A sling. Okay, that makes sense. So, you need one fresh pineapple, then one cup. Demerara, Demerara sugar, a fourth tablespoon Bitterman's Tiki Bitters, 0.75 ounces Flarinum, 0.75 ounces Pear Brandy, 0.5 ounces Apricot Liquor, one ounce fresh lemon juice, two ounces pineapple juice, four ounces bourbon, and two orange slices. (laughs) Optional. Then I actually do want this drink. It's got bourbon in it. It looks like you you cut off the top of a pineapple, and then it's like a sharing drink that you drink out of a pineapple. Gotcha. You know, I definitely want to try that. It's so funny. My thing... No, it's not that funny, but I find it funny. My experience with alcohol is similar to my experience with music, where like when I was a kid, the coolest thing that I'd ever seen was grunge, but I'd listen to it, and I'd be like, this is cool... But something feels off. And then it was eventually when I found punk music. I'm like, okay, this is actually what I was looking for. And I was basically personally wasting my time with grunge for all that time. When I think back to drinking in college, which I didn't do a lot, it was all vodka and rum and sometimes like wine. And I was like, this is fine. <laughs> like, I didn't know. It turns Those out. Those Smirnoff ice things oh, were yeah, like a heart- big deal. Danny would have like one of those and be on the floor. It was hilarious. <sighs> I wasn't, that does not describe it at all on the floor. Like, it, yes, literally, wanted to I lay would lay down. down. What would happen was, first of all, I didn't have a drink of alcohol until I was like 23, 23 right? Not yes. a single sip of alcohol in my body until I was 23. So the first time... I had an alcoholic drink. It was so heavy in my blood. I know not that's probably not scientifically what it was, but it felt so heavy in my blood that my whole body couldn't hold up anymore. Like it was going through my system. My liver and my blood didn't know what to do with it. So I had to lay down, not because I was dizzy and not because I was passing out. I was awake the whole time, but literally like my limbs, as if I had taken a handful of Benadryl, I was so tired, I couldn't, like, stand up and walk around. I had to lay down. I was from exhausted. From Smirnoff Ice, from which is just, it, which is like a wine cooler. Right. It's a lady drink. But uh, So I would drink things in college and be like, <laughs> this is fine. But I didn't, turns out, I, I don't like rum. I don't like vodka. I like whiskey. And I like bourbon. I take a whiskey drink. I take a vodka drink. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think back on college and like, oh, so much wasted time. <laughs> Drinking Smirnoff ice. The first time I ever went to a liquor store by myself, I'm 23, and I'm like, what do I get? I have no idea. 
I got bottles and James or whatever it's called, like those wine coolers. It's like it's like seventy five percent juice and like twenty five percent wine. Like, oh, this is tasty. This is tasty. This is like a Kool Aid. <laughs> and remember everything I Mike's just hard lemonade. Well, I remember everything I just said about how I have one drink and like it's like I have a full body exhaustion. I had that bottle Bartles and James. Didn't feel a thing. Like that tells you how little alcohol is in those. <laughs> And now he has like a couple bourbons tonight. Cause I'm a man. Yeah. Not really. So I have, I have, uh, I have two quizzes here, but I've decided to save those for the live stream. So okay, cool. Check us out over on Instagram Live, seven p.m. Pacific, ten p.m. Yeah. Eastern time tomorrow. Thursday. As long as you're in the thin grouping of people that heard this you know the 24 hours before right then uh so is that your whole deep dive yep okay well then so i went ahead and i just did everything like i would normally do it looked for everything hello mcfly related that i could possibly find not worrying if i did it last time i feel like and so I found a lot of... Then I looked back at my notes and found I had had found a bunch of these before. But I don't remember talking about them. So here's a mainstay of our podcast. This is the Florida YMCA Skate Park from 2000. September 27th, 2000. Oh, and you know when this person uploaded this, we... I don't know if I always credit it, but it's MaxCap60 is who uploaded the YMCA footage. And... Every one of, they separated all the songs onto separate videos, but every one, like, they have a little bit different info on each one. Like, sometimes they don't mention where it is. Sometimes it's just the song. Sometimes it says YMCA Skate Park and not the state. Sometimes it says the state. It's like they uploaded each one individually and, like, typed everything in individually and forgot in between each upload what information they put in. This one, we actually have more information than normal. It says YMCA Skate Park. Green Acres, Florida, Saturday, September 23rd, 2000, almost 6.30 at night. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Amazing. Green Acres is the place to be. great like it is it actually sounds so much better live like yeah. i wish there was a better recording don't it's rocking yeah don't do a 10th and anniversary along. don't do a 10th anniversary of sadie hawkins dance do a 10th anniversary of this song they need to you mean 20th no i meant 10th oh. when they did the 10th i oh, got yeah, this yeah. one oh, right sorry, sorry sorry i know i get things wrong Apologies. all the time but when they did their 10th anniversary re-record of sadie hawkins dance don't do that yeah. do do oh. hello mcfly instead but it's amazing brian is 
going nuts in the background. I think it's not Dave or Steven on drums. I think we've heard in previous YMCA footage that it's like the drummer from Fillmore was filling right. in because this might be between Steven leaving and Dave joining or something like that. I thought you were going to say that you wanted, which I've mentioned before, that I wanted, and we've already passed it now because 2020, but I still think that we should get a belated self-titled tour, 20th anniversary tour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because all these songs are rocking and they should just play them super fast and super loose like they would have back then. Good and now stuff. they're totally vindicated on the Marilyn Manson thing, yeah. right? Like maybe Mar- the Marilyn Manson song would be kind of the worst thing to, to do uh, in hindsight because of like equating listening to music with being sin. But turns out they were totally right. He's a scumbag. He's an awful, awful person. Like maybe a really just change, bad person who maybe has Maybe just no change business. a couple lines. Like yeah. maybe don't, don't say... You'd rather gaze in Satan's eyes than on a steeple. Right. Maybe, maybe we could find find some new lyrics. Go for that the MXPX one. route. <laughs> MXPX in their recent live streams, like Mike Herrera is just kind of scrubbing out references to Christ and God. He still leaves in like the more generic terms like faith and belief, right? He'll leave those lyrics, but lyrics that like she talks to Jesus all day long from Wantad is she talks to demons all day long. And like, I know that you believe in the one true God above. It's like, now it's like, I know that you believe in this. I don't even remember. I know that you believe in Satan. (laughs) He's flipped. He's a full on Satanist now. You love to see it. Exactly. So then there's the Teen Planet Georgia show, which was part of the Electric Youth Tour with Five Iron Frenzy, which I just recently realized, and this is not all cataloged on the trademark uh, website, but... (laughs) I, I Googled it all myself. I Googled these tour dates myself. 2000, 2001 was a big year for Reliant K and a big year for Christian Ska because in spring 2001, the Supertones go on tour with Reliant K and Switchfoot opening for them as part of the tour for their L- Loud and Clear album. Wow. Right? And Reliant K opens that show. I go to see that, I believe, at the Worcester Auditorium in Worcester, Massachusetts. Then that same year, that fall... Unfortunately, 9-11 also happens, but the can- tour doesn't get canceled. That same year, Reliant K goes on tour again with another Christian ska band, Five Iron Frenzy, on the Electric Youth Tour. Like, what a busy year for Reliant K and a yeah. giant... like Because these things don't get collated in my mind in terms of times and years. Like, I remember all these shows, but I don't necessarily... Except for the fact that I, I will always remember the uh, Electric Youth Tour happened at 9-11 because they had to talk about it on the tour. But, like, I wouldn't have remembered that the loud, that, that Switchfoot Reliant K Supertone show happened the same year. So I saw Reliant K three times, at least three times that year. Probably also at Soul Fest, so, like, cl- probably closer to five or six times. Anyway, big, big, ska, big ska year for them was 2001. <laughs> so, yeah, and then Corners of Stone 2002, which I definitely remember us playing last time. But instead of playing more of that, I don't think we've found this last time they played this a bunch in 2013 it was on the set list in 2013 because i have one two three four five different 2013 shows where they played this song so let's listen to the rock the universe one because this kind of makes sense because you know at universal studios they used to have the back to the future ride so here's reliant k playing hello mcfly at Rock the Universe at Universal Studios Florida 2013. I miss the Back to the Future ride. Yeah. I mean, the Simpsons Simpsons ride is fun, it's but literally it's literally the just same. the Back to the Future yeah. ride, but Simpsons themed. <laughs> Michael J. Fox, 
So that's cool. We didn't see them in 2013 because we were living in Chicago yeah, where we probably had like the sort of least ability to do things back yeah. to, at that time. Hear all about that on our April episode about the history of our dog April, which turned out to be a history of the first few years of our marriage that's on right. patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins. Oh, or you can hear about one show that Danny did go to that I was supposed to go to and was uh, unable to yeah. over on Magnified Pod. Right. Five Iron Frenzy, Reliant, uh, Real Big Fish in uh, Joliet, Illinois. Jessica had a had an, had appendicitis I, scare. I just said go listen to their episode oh, to hear well, the story. Hear the full story because there's more to it than that. <laughs> so I did create my own Nightcore this time. So let's listen to that. <laughs> this is uploaded by Sadie Hawkins Pod oh. on YouTube. Yeah, that's something I want to talk about. That dun, 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 that like quick little grindy, yeah. you know, grind. What would you call that? Grindy, grinding, grind little thing. Grindcore is that what grindcore is? Why are you asking me? <laughs> I don't know. With that little metallic sound. That, dun, 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 that's so. It's so great. This is a great song. This song just gives me such good high school vibes. Yeah. Like I have just such great memories about listening to like all the early Reliant K albums, driving around in my car after school. Yeah, it's it's like amazing. It's an amazing song that they definitely should do more often and re-record. <laughs> Put it on air for free reimagined. <laughs> Not the JC Keith version, but the version they were supposed to do. Bass covers. Jess, we heard your bass cover. Well, here's Brandon Cassani's bass cover that was uploaded five months ago. Guaranteed to be 10,000 times better. <laughs> well, now he's just showing off. That's even cool. That's even cool there. The bass, dun 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 mm-hmm. dun dun dun. So cool. So what do you think? Cool. You gonna learn to do bass just like Brandon here? Oh, I. He sets a high bar. Why is Baby Blue the coolest bass cover? Why does everyone have a Baby Blue bass? I don't know. It's just the best one. Let's see. And there was one other cover that definitely happened since the original episode, and that's Taylor Woot. 
right here one year ago. Roll of the dice, a slip of the tongue. I was stirring up the hornet's nest and finally got me stung. I said I'd do the right thing, but the wrong was done. It's over, excuse my grammar, but the fat lady sung. And I wish I were Michael J. Fox. So Taylor's cover here brought up a question for me that I had never thought of before. But in the song, when Tyson sings, and I wish I was Michael J. Fox, is that grammatically incorrect? Because here, Taylor... He changed it to were. To were. I don't think so. I think was is correct. We're, were sounds weird. It does sound weird, but is that because we're used to the song... And is it one oh. of those things where I wish was I and were, were Michael J. Fox instead of I wish I was Michael J. Fox? He, it's I don't think that that needs to be in past tense. But I'm not sure. I wish were I is were. also were and was are both past tense, aren't they? Is this like an effect effect thing? Like sometimes you don't know which one is which, and by you I mean all of us. Tyson like, makes it present tense by saying, "And I wish." I was Michael J. Fox instead of I wished I. Well, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what the difference between was and were are because they're both past tense. And I don't always know the difference between effect and affect. warm cup of your green day coffee <laughs> sit back difference between was and were according to difference between dot com <laughs> which is oh, di- difference between dot net which is a website i've never seen before there is a difference between were and was and when you're writing or trying to master the english language it is in imperative that you understand how to correctly use each word. The basic difference is rather obvious when used in context. We use the word were when we are referring to numerous parties or entities. There were, they were late for the party because the car had a flat tire. So I think was might be the correct thing. There you go. Unless, unless it's was means Marty McFly and Tyson, but I don't know yet. We're still there's only one Michael J. Fox though. <laughs> there is well, technically there is another Michael Fox, which is why he has the J right. in his name. Because what was it when Michael and Tyson F- differentiates? He does, um, even though again MJ as- Fox. MJ Fox. <laughs> did we talk about that last time? I think we did. We should probably watch that on the live stream. <laughs> Back to the Future Part IV. It's this, like, I think it's basically a shit post. Like, because I looked into this guy's YouTube channel and it's all, like, nonsense stuff. So I think he knew what he was doing. But it was this thing that caused a stir. And I learned about it on uh, worstthingsforsale.com where it was this blog, which is not really worth it anymore. He just, I've checked into it recently, but back in 2013, it was cool. He was, like, constantly looking for awful things on Amazon. And one of them was somebody's... Back to the Future 4 movie, which is made on some sort of, like, app, like, 
like you know like a meeting like a clip art thing that you would put together for a meeting and it's just the story of some people who are going to work on Back to the Future 4, but in the way that it never would work on the industry. Like, they find the script to Back to the Future 4 available online for purchase. So they go and they purchase it, and they're like, woo, we're going to make Back to the Future 4. Now we got to go get the rights. I'm like, but you just bought this. What are you talking about? <laughs> and they, they call him MJ Fox. Right, and, and Steve, Steve Spielberg, Spielberg with a yeah. V. So, anyway, I definitely have save that to my hard drive because i'm like if this ever disappears i will cry so i need to own my own copy um but that would also be a good cinema cataclysm episode so you know i i don't remember if we talked about him last time i did save him in my notes but we've talked about him so much more since then craig 12 evans this uh british teen back 12 years ago who kind of reviewed most of the songs on the self-titled and then did these vlogs about it and he always opens with the title of the song on ms paint yep here's his review of let's, let's just play the whole thing it's two and a half minutes it's craig evans review of hello mcfly he's speaking of paramore out. doesn't he have a paramore poster in he the does and one time you thought it was a ramones poster That's but right. that was it made total sense because it's like a low-res camera and it did look like a ramones font yeah so let's just play Craig's entire thing because he's given us so much content and I don't even mean like us commenting on him but he just does our job for us sometimes time oh he's got goggles on this time they're like 3D glasses and a South Park shirt okay YouTube. By the way, there's like bottle rockets going off in the background for this whole video. And I don't yeah, know. Is it Guy Fox that Day? The song's called Home of Fly. And I believe it's on, based on a character from Back to the Future. Yeah? You alright? I'm right. Um, so basically, as you can hear, it is a pretty cool song. Actually, this part in particular is, is pretty rad, okay? P- pretty um, uh, amazing random bit in the song. The ending is really sweet. It's like I'm about Mountain Mountain. He's talking about the like, Toby email, a voicemail at the end. Whoa, that bit's pretty cool. It's pretty like pretty cheesy, but it's kind of it's kind of in a way that I like. It's like and this is something we learned about Craig Evans over the last hundred episodes. Is everything's cheesy. He's like it's cheesy, but it's good. Cheesy start to the album, but in a good way. But oh, I like the song in general. And basically, uh, it's like pretty catchy. Assuming I, I mean, like, <laughs> there was another one. <laughs> I just imagine he's in some I'm sort of like brick apartment off. building in England, yeah, and like people good. are out in the so, uh, out in the garden setting off bottle rockets. I'm, I'm giving this uh, out of five. Four, four or five. Oh. This song is getting a rating of four out of five. Okay, here we go, here we go. The ending, the ending is good. We'll finish it on the ending. 
Okay. Song about Manson. Or never. Next. Okay. <laughs> Good stuff. So, so that's Craig. Thank you so much, Craig, for doing our job for us half the time. Oh man, I don't. So I found a puppet show that shot horribly. Okay. Oh. Uplifted hands puppet team. So I assume this is a puppet ministry. Oh boy. But it's shot in this manner of like the puppets are really, really Good Lord, small a puppet in ministry. the background. <laughs> a puppet ministry, sure, why not? Why not? Like the manger babies. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right, the greatest puppet, puppet ministry, ministry of them all. Look at this. So it's so it's a black light puppet show where the stage is covered. The lights are off. The stage is covered in a lot of black cloth, and there's a black light on set. So like all the puppets are kind of glowing, and then people are wearing black, totally black clothes and coming in with signs and moving them around so they look like they're floating. And they say the things on there. So like they're holding up ones that say "Actions speak louder than," and then another person holds up a sign that says "Words." Good stuff. The only problem is, film filming-wise, the puppets are like tiny little dots in the YouTube video. Yeah, they're very and far away. And the moving signs are bigger, but the moving signs aren't there most of the time. But it's sort of beautiful. I wish this was in a better HD format. This is only uploaded nine months ago, so this is also brand new. This came along. Wow. I don't know if Uplifted Hands Puppet Team are... Uh, listeners of the pod were they uh were they doing shows during the pandemic oh now they've got a bunch of question marks that's fun safety first guys i didn't get to the end of the video (laughs) there's just a polite applause what else does uplift it so Robert Church of God's Uplifted Hands Puppet Team. Robert Church. Oh, that's the person's name. I thought that was the church's name. Robert Church of God's Uplifted Hands Puppet Team. Performing Hello McFly by Reliant K. Man, if your last name's Church, I guess there's only one job you can do. (laughs) There's a name for that uh, phenomenon of people who have names that go into jobs that make sense for their name right and I, I don't remember what it is well it's because aren't all last names originally derived from like jobs and meaning like landowner and things like that that's true so your last name's black is because they were like the town blacksmith or smith same thing oh, okay. like they just split them apart like that so we talked about uh just real quick comment we talked about this one of the classic in grandma's living room at the webcam making a lip sync video with two teen boys all the way back in episode one. I know we talked about it because then more recently somebody popped into our comments on our YouTube channel and said, if you're looking for the video they talked about with the two boys at the webcam, here it is. And they linked to that video. But then when I went in to say, Hey, thanks for checking out the vi- the comment was gone. And I was like, I don't know if YouTube deleted it because there was a link in it. Or if uh, they deleted it, but I didn't delete it. I don't know if they're out there listening, but whoever it is that commented like that, we didn't delete that comment. 
Then I have a small collection of little kids acting out the Biff line of "Hello, McFly!" like doing, like knocking on their own heads and going "Hello, McFly!" The adorable, adorable. Two different kids that I found doing that. Kingdom Hearts video and all that. But I guess I guess we're good. I think we did the Kingdom Hearts video last time. So we'll end on what we planned on ending on, and that is us listening through. We're just gonna kind of scrub around and just just kind of go back in time and. Listen to ourselves. We didn't talk about time travel. You said we were going to talk about time travel. Oh, I thought we might talk more about uh, Back to the Future this time. We'll have to do a third part and just focus on Back to the Future. (laughs) So here we go. This is, we're just going to put on Hello McFly, Sadie Hawkins pod. And we don't, we're obviously not going to listen to the whole thing, but we're just going to kind of hear what we sounded like a year and a half ago. Oh my gosh, an hour and three minutes. (laughs) Can you imagine? Those were the days. (laughs) Yes, Jessica? You want to do a podcast? Okay. So first off the bat, I know we've talked about this elsewhere, but we were originally going to start every episode with Jessica inviting me to a Sadie Hawkins pod. But then the skit thing came up naturally, like right away. And I don't remember how anymore, but it did. We absolutely can. We're going. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready to visit the past? As long as we can go back to the future after. We absolutely can. Listen to how subdued we are. I mean, the past time of the year 2000 AD to talk about at least the second or third greatest Christian punk song about Back to the Future. (laughs) Hello, McFly by Relying K. Only the second or third greatest? It doesn't even get top billing? I know of three. Is that what I still sound like? I guess. It's got to be in the top three. I I I definitely tried to work on my voice. It's it's something that I do every now and then because I've said it before. I have resting bitch voice. I always feel like I sound really sarcastic, but I don't mean to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I remember when we first started the podcast, I was drinking like hot tea with or hot. I was drinking hot lemon water. I was like really working on, I was watching all these different YouTube videos on like how to make your voice sound better. And then eventually, clearly, I just threw it out and just said, you know what? Whatever. I just sound like me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So sorry, I scooted my chair back there for a second. And let's, uh, I'm going to skip five minutes in. Size. It's great. So I had not discovered Reliant K yet, like when this album came out. Um, what? Although I think around this time, <sighs> this I is how did I find out by a different uh, track themed uh, album. <laughs> Weird Al's running with scissors. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the Get Up Kids Facts. four minute mile. I was like, oh, she's she's That's so right. emo. This is all flooding oh, back to me now. This is so slow. It's so slow. We talk so much faster now. We got get up and go gumption nowadays. Try <laughs> <laughs> playing guitar at different points. But you and me and so many other song by song this podcasts. Is 14 minutes album in. by album podcasts. I listen to Oh my gosh, these people didn't know there and was going like, to be a worldwide pandemic. Podcasts <laughs> and people listen to podcasts and everyone's a musician and we're not musicians. We are not. We are filmmakers, actually. <laughs> But I say we are here to democratize, which is the most <laughs> punk rock thing of all. Isn't d- doesn't punk rock love democracy? Yes. Or is it? Dem- what? What, if, what did, was my point then to 
democracy, de- 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 whatever. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I was raised to believe. So we're here to. <laughs> I agreed with myself. Absolutely. Democratize. And I can just say. Okay, I'm going. Uh, we got to find right. something good. Here we this go. This is like the I'm opposite. sorry. I'm, I'm only 15 minutes. The Dr. Pepper Wars. <laughs> We're so low energy. So <laughs> it didn't, low energy. It didn't feel low energy back then. I wasn't yet a handful or too much. <laughs> Helen McFly is like a better opening because if anything, it's it's sort of the message, the, the Christian message is a little less accusatory, yes, which is I, something that's a lot... I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. That, that I think that that's why this, this is, more is a introspective. great song. Yeah. Oh, Danny yeah. still doesn't <laughs> let me get a word in edgewise. <laughs> Excuse me, you're cutting her off. Dan's explaining everything. It's because I cut you off. No, I really think it's able to say anything. (laughs) I threw a pick at him. (laughs) More about him to to get into the lyrics a little bit. It's more about like him saying, "I made mistakes in my life." Oh, we got it. (laughs) You're such a Dan splainer. I am such a Dan splainer. Hold on, I'm gonna. Oh, that's right. This oh, is when I still use my keyboard. Rollerblade, rollerblade Blade seven. seven. I want to sound smart. <laughs> this does sound like a Donald G. Jackson. <laughs> I'm gonna leave all that in, but yes, this does sound like a yeah. Donald G. Jackson. I can't believe we were talking uh, about Donald G. Jackson in the sure. first episode. That's like deep cut bad movie stuff right off the first episode. <laughs> okay. Stop that one. I didn't even mean to send that one to you because I found that and I didn't mean to actually. Oh, get your act together. 100 episodes later, we finally got our act together. Nope, not at all. That's why this episode is being recorded the day it's supposed to come out. (laughs) Yeah, at least we recorded that like two weeks before we actually aired it. Oh, wow. This is also not a cover. (laughs) So, there's a picture of... I don't know what we're talking about. of, ...of a guy in his backyard with like a beer... And he's wearing one of those full... This sounds interesting. I'll have to listen to this podcast later. I don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about... I'm describing the album cover of something that you found on SoundCloud or Bandcamp. Oh, okay. And this is this guy's, like, spacey... I Hello, see. McFly thing that is not You have a better memory than me, then, I guess. It, I like, Man, I <laughs> it's not actually a cover, like though. Here's 45 minutes in. But it was also uploaded on my birthday in 2006. <laughs> oh, that's right. What is there that was thing? a saga of, like, in the first three episodes, there we kept playing things that were uploaded on my birthday, <laughs> weirdly. It was God letting us know that this project is divinely uh, sanctioned. <laughs> I think this song is somehow, like, convergent upon your birth. <laughs> oh, maybe it was just this song. Maybe it was just that also we found YouTube, three different things during this song that was that were uploaded on my birthday. Yeah. You know when you used to get MySpace messages from hot girls, and they'd be like, hey, I'm using my friend's account. I just wanted to say hi. Check this link. Oreo underscore. That's a good point. Remember that? <laughs> Remember when I talked nope. about that a hundred episodes ago? Yep. I don't know because I'm scrubbing around random time time codes here, but I do remember that was a thing. I mean, it's just as bad nowadays on Instagram and Facebook and everything. Yeah. But the weird thing they would say back then is like, "Hey, I'm a hot girl who wants to talk to you. I'm using my friend's account." Oh, you know what it must have been? Now in hindsight, especially now that we understand, because uh, it happened to your mom. 
like when they when 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 something gets your password and they log in as you and they start sending out like mm-hmm. you know buy this purse to all your friends or hey I've got a boat for sale like happened to your mom right. and it's not real like I guess back then during the early days of social media scamming they were like no one's gonna fall for it if we pretend we're actually their friends so let's say we're we're we're, we're other friends borrowing the account like no I don't think they realize how stupid people would actually be girl. Triple X on 2008 Uh on August 22nd, 2008 said awesome song BTW. Does anyone know what do they mean with hello McFly? Is it about the McFly band? (laughs) (laughs) I did did learn about the McFly band, which I think it's definitely. So yeah, there was a pop punk. We didn't get to it last last time. We didn't get to it this time, but there's another pop punk band called McFly. I also found a bar band, which is now called Hello McFly, and they just play in bars. They're like an acoustic band. Yeah, I found that on my deep dive this week. Hardcore pop punk song, and then there's like a breakdown section. I don't know if you call it a breakdown, but there's basically like a guitar solo. I still section. don't know if you it's call it a like breakdown. Audio clips from movies, <laughs> like real heartfelt audio clips from. Movies. They would just like there'd be a little instrumental sec. I was trying to find my YouTube dive Podcasts in this are also episode. New punk rock. Everything's in new punk rock. I was, but yeah, at the end of this track. <laughs> That was a joke. I hope people knew back then to call pop. Oh, fudge. I just clicked in that back episode. Matter real quick is the little skit. It'd be fun to have him on. I like DC Talk. I don't enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd have to, you know, put the CD in. Sort of like that. I just had to decide. Oh, Danny talks so much on this podcast. This podcast sucks. More Jessica. I like with this song that it's... It's on the end oh, of the Here we are an hour in. If you in. skip to track two, it's not there. Right. I feel like if you skip to track two, it, it starts playing the song. The song Yeah, it does, but I don't know that I can't confirm that. What are we talking about? I'm talking about? about the negative second thing is you would skip. Oh, wow. We were talking track. about pre-gap early, this early. We're talking about pre-gap. Oh, we're talking yeah. about Toby Mac being at the end of this track. Right. And I guess I was saying, like, I don't know if the Toby Mac call was put into pre- the pre-gap seconds before track two. I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. I think the Toby Mac call is in the final seconds of Hello McFly. Yeah. I know on streaming that's how you hear it now, but I'm strictly talking about on CD. I don't think there are pre-gap seconds for the Toby Mac call. So this is the podcast. Do you want to pick anything else for me to scrub around and look for? So this is the podcast. <laughs> so this was our podcast. It just started. Oh uh, no, I think I've heard enough. In my ears. <laughs> I went back to half an hour and really seven years ago. Nice little. Uh, <laughs> Nice little cover art where he's taking photos in the forest. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? You guys stay away. One of you's. Oh, here we go. Oh, we didn't even talk about. Here's our first experience with Princes of the Sun. I did covers this early in the podcast. I can't believe I did covers half an hour into the podcast. Wow. We didn't even know what we were doing back then. You gotta waste time. You gotta waste the first hour of every episode. <laughs> the first you. one, yeah. Not as good as uh... um, the harmonizing was good. Oh right, because early Jessica best, didn't want to offend I, anybody. I so yeah, but you yeah. to be nice. Now you don't give a shit about Princess <laughs> oh, of the I'm, Sun. Bandcamp is the art for our podcast. I mock people's it blogs and they still come out and listen to the show and then I feel terrible. It's a, it's a parody of the self-titled album, but with, I guess there's four guys, which I didn't 
get out of there. I... You know what? What? Where was I the in guy 2013? Over, yeah, the guy over, I don't know, who is that? Dave Douglas, I'm not sure. So I don't even know. I said it's Dave Douglas. He isn't even on this album. I don't know anything. Well, that haunts me, by the way. I do think about that. I know I made that comment then, and I think back to it every now and then, and I feel dumb. Okay. Yeah, there's a bunch of covers I didn't bother bringing this week because we definitely talked about them last week. So here, in a weird roundabout way, we're bringing these covers back. This is Remy Felch, as episode one Danny said. Whether it's a full man or not. Okay, well, that was our first episode. We were so subdued. Should we go back to that? Do people want us to start talking like this again? Hey, Jessica. Hey, Dan. Hey. So, Jessica, what do you think of Helen McFly? I really like the harmonizing. I do. I like it, too. And I was wondering, we didn't do this back then in the first episode. No, we didn't. But do you like this song better, the same, or worse than before we started this episode? You know what? I think I like it more. I think I like it more as well. Well, thank you all for listening, and we'll be back with another episode next week. Don't forget about those live streams. (sighs) Dan, where can they check those out? Uh, I don't know. dot <laughs> com. Go to our Instagram. And I don't know if it's twitch.com slash Pod, But hey, thank you to Joel, first person to subscribe yeah. to our thing, to our Twitch, Twitch account before we've even done anything with it. So thanks so much, Joel. You, you win the gold medal of our Twitch. Thank you. See, thank you for 100 episodes. Thanks to everyone who yeah, has thanks for listening. ever called up, who has ever interacted, who's ever subscribed. Um, you know, last thing I'll ask is if everyone could please go and leave. We don't ever ask about this, but go and leave a Apple uh, podcast review. Oh, yeah, a, a that's nice, right. We're supposed, to, uh, yeah. we're supposed to read those and we keep forgetting to do that. Right. I don't know if we've had any recent ones, but if everyone starts leaving those, we'll start reading them on the podcast. And uh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks very much. Back in time. We just wasted a hundred episodes of your life.